Welcome to Ministry Focus Podcast with Chad and all. This is the place where we talk real and we live Jesus. Hello and welcome back to Ministry Focus. I am your host, Chad Nall. We're going to pick up where we left off last time. With last uh, podcast, we talked about a faith that results in spiritual growth. How important is it that the Christian grows? And we did discuss many things uh, last week, uh, and we will be back in Second Peter chapter 1 this week. And I want to talk this week about spiritual growth that brings about some very practical results. We'll be in verses 8 through 11 in 2 Peter chapter 1. Um, At this time, I'm going to go ahead and read the Word of God, and then we'll get right into it today. Here it says, For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Powerful scripture. How can the believer be certain that he or she is growing spiritually? Man, I think that's a very profound question. Peter gives us here three evidences of true spiritual growth. Let's look at those together today. First, let's talk about fruitfulness. In verse 8, he lists this word. He lists the word fruitfulness. Notice what he says here. Look, for if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Christian character is an end in itself, but it is also a means to an end. The more we become like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit can use us in witness and also in service. The believer who's not growing is idle, or we could use the word barren, that makes this person unfruitful. His knowledge of Jesus Christ is producing nothing practical in his life. The word translated idle also means, listen, ineffective. The people who fail to grow usually fail in everything else also. So of the most effective Christians I've known in my personal walk are people without a lot of dramatic talents and special abilities or even exciting personalities, yet God has used them in some miraculous and marvelous ways. Why? Because they are becoming more and more like Jesus Christ. They have the kind of character and conduct that God can trust with blessing. They are fruitful because they are faithful They are effective because they are growing in their Christian experience. I think these beautiful qualities of character, they do exist within us because we possess a divine nature. We must cultivate them so that they can increase and produce fruit in and through our lives. How important is it for us to allow the Holy Spirit to work through us in our daily lives? And I believe if we allow the Holy Spirit to do that, I believe we will not only grow in faithfulness, but we'll also be very fruitful. We will we will bring about fruit in our lives that not only the Lord will be able to see, but our brethren will be able to see. It's important that our witness and our service go hand in hand. I believe that when people see you serve, they will see the witness of Christ in your life. And so I believe because of that, you can bring about fruit. There is fruitfulness in your life. And this is one of the results of spiritual growth. Number number two, how about vision? Verse nine tells us very clearly 
Verse 9 tells us very, but he that lacketh these things is what? Blind. Blind. Nutritionists tell us that diet can certainly affect vision, and this is especially true in the spiritual realm also. The unsaved person is in the dark because Satan has blinded his mind. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse three and four tells us that a person has to be born again before his eyes are opened and he can see the kingdom of God. John three, three. But after our eyes are open, it's important that we increase our vision and see all that God wants us to see. The phrase cannot see afar off is translation is a, is the translation of a word that means, listen, short-sighted. It's a picture of somebody closing or squinting his eyes, unable to see at a lar- at a far distance, see only their own church or their own denomination, but who failed to see the greatness of God's family around the world. Some believers see the needs at home, but have no vision for a lost world. Someone asked Philip Brooks what he would do to revive a dead church, and he replied, I would preach a missionary sermon and take up a collection. Jesus admonished his disciples, lift up your eyes and look on the fields for they are white already to harvest. Some congregations today are like the Laodicea. They are proud that they are rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and do not realize that they are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. As Revelation chapter 3 verse 17 says, it's a tragedy to be spiritually nearsighted, but it is even a greater, greater tragedy to be blind. If we forget what God has done for us, we will not be excited to share Christ with others. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, we have been purged and forgiven. God has opened our eyes. Hey, let us not forget what he has done for us. Let us cultivate gratitude in our hearts and sharpen our spiritual vision. Life is too brief and it needs and the needs of the world too great for God's people to be walking around with their eyes closed. It's so important that we understand these truths. And number three, let's look at the security. Notice verse 10 and 11. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you walk around with your eyes closed, guess what's going to happen? You're going to fall. You're going to stumble. But the growing Christian walks with confidence because he knows he is secure in Christ. It is not our profession of faith that guarantees that we are saved. It is our progression in the faith that gives us that assurance. The person who claims to be a child of God, but whose character and conduct give no evidence of spiritual growth, let me say, is deceiving himself and headed for judgment. Peter pointed out that calling and election go together. The same God who elects his people also ordains the means to call them. The two must go together, as Paul wrote to the Thessalonians. God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation, whereunto he called you by our gospel. We do not preach election to unsaved people. We preach the gospel. Because once someone receives Christ, they are then part of the election. God uses the gospel to call uh, sinners to repentance. Then those sinners discover that they are chosen by God and in God through His Holy Spirit. 
Peter also pointed out that election is no excuse for spiritual immaturity or for the lack of effort in the Christian life. Meaning, when you have security, you should still be diligent. You should still work. Matter of fact, Peter admonishes us to be diligent. This means make every effort. While it is true that God must work in us before we can do His will, it is also true that we must be willing for God to work. We must cooperate with Him. The Christian who is sure of his election and calling will never stumble, but will prove by a consistent life that he is truly a child of God. He will not always be on the mountaintop, but he will also uh, always be trying to climb higher. If we do these things, if we display Christian growth and character in our daily lives, then we can be sure we are converted and will one day be in heaven. In fact, the growing Christian can look forward to an abundant entrance into the eternal kingdom. The Greeks used this phrase to describe the welcome given to Olympic winners when they returned home. Every believer will arrive in heaven, but some will have a more glorious welcome than others. At last, some believers shall be saved, yet also as by fire. Let me say that again. Some believers shall be saved, yet so as by fire. 1 Corinthians 3.15 the word ministered here in 2 Peter 1.11 is the same as the word add in 2 Peter 1.5 and is the translation of a Greek word that means to bear the expenses of a chorus. When the Greek theatrical groups presented their dramas, somebody had to underwrite the expenses, which were very great. The word came to mean to make lavish provision. If we make lavish provision to grow spiritually, then God will make lavish provision for us when we enter heaven. Just think of the blessings that the growing Christian enjoys. Fruitfulness, vision, and security in all of heaven's best. All this in heaven too. Wow. The Christian life begins with faith, but that faith must lead to spiritual growth unless it is dead faith. But dead faith is not saving faith, as John, as James chapter 2, verses 14 through 26 so graciously says. Faith leads to growth, and growth leads to practical results in life and service. People who have this kind of Christian experience are not likely to fall prey to apostate false teachers. So, hey, listen, it's important that we understand that a faith A faith that is alive brings about spiritual results in the Christian's life. I hope this helped you today. I hope and pray that uh, we can continue moving forward and we can continue to grow in Christ. As always, this is the place where we talk real and live Jesus. God bless and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Ministry Focus Podcast with Chad and all the place where we talk real and live Jesus. Be sure to tune in next week as we focus on another area of ministry in the local church.